Welcome to Addressing Dress, an audio production of the Dress Syndrome Foundation. I'm Connie Stevens, and on this installment of the program, a conversation between two mothers who, after both lost a daughter to dress, joined forces for the long haul. They are working tirelessly to change the way patients in the medical community at large understand and respond to DRESS, which stands for Drug Reaction with Eosinophilia in Systemic Symptoms. Both of their daughter's stories can be found as standalone episodes of Addressing DRESS, but I thought you might want to join them as they meet in Maryland to discuss their patient advocacy efforts. Tasha Tolliver's introduction to Nancy Sakachi came in the hazy, grief-stricken months after her teenage daughter Izzy's death, when Tasha spent day after day poring over her daughter's medical records and reading articles and research about dress. She was desperate to make some kind of sense out of the tragedy. Tasha says information, especially in layman's terms, was very hard to come by until one day she made a life-changing connection. I read a book about a girl who had had dress syndrome um, from also taking an antibiotic, which was minocycline, the first one he had taken. And this uh, child had died at the age of 17, just a year older than Izzy was. Uh, the parallels were just incredible. And um, her mother, Nancy Sakachi, had written a book about her daughter's case. I read the book and immediately got in touch with, with this mother and started a conversation with her. And it was kind of a relief to find somebody who had um, been through this, like really, really understanding what was happening. And through Nancy Sakachi's Dress Family Community Facebook site, Tasha met even more family members of dress patients and survivors. And now, a couple of years later, despite the width of the country between them, Tasha Tolliver and Nancy Sakachi, the mothers of Izzy McKinney and Hannah Sakachi, are close friends. The similarities in their daughter's fatal dress cases are astounding, and they've bonded in grief but also in the need to make sure others who are suffering find true medical healing. So, hi. Hi, Nancy. So, I'm Nancy Sakachi, and I'm Hannah's mom. Hannah was here. Uh, the name of my book, Dress, an Alarm That Must Be Heard. And we are in the beginning stages of our podcast, Addressing Dress. And I'm here with... I'm Tasha Tolliver. I um, had a daughter who died from dress syndrome several years ago. And um, I've since then been determined to try to help make a difference in this condition that's not well known. Um, And I sought out information. And one of the first people I came across was Nancy um, when I found her book, read her book, and... um, and contacted her immediately, and, and that's where our relationship began. She was the only person out there that I saw was actually doing something to communicate what this condition was, and um, I was astounded to find it and grateful to find Nancy. Finding one another was has been everything, to have someone who's, who's walking in this way, but also for me to have a partner to, who's as diligent, if not more diligent, than I am and searching for answers and willing to do something and to have such a bright, smart partner in Tasha, I couldn't have been more grateful. 
but you've been the lone yes. woman out on out on your own for a long time, single handedly trying to make a difference in this condition and you put this dress family together and have done so much we couldn't be where we are at all if it weren't for all that you've done in the last seven years. I hate that you had to do it. <laughs> and I and I hate that 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 whoever was working with Izzy's case hate that they couldn't link up with the information that we had out there enough to save Izzy. It's something, uh, it's impossible even to contemplate that I was already at it for years, and yet the doctors miss it. I've told you this a number of times, but I, I really do believe that if I had found your book when Izzy was sick and in the hospital and differentials were being thrown around and dress was one of them, um, and I couldn't find a lot of information sitting in that hospital room, sitting by Izzy's side on my iPad, desperately trying to search every condition that was being thrown out. You know, dress was thrown out there as a differential and then um, quickly taken away, really. I mean, still, if you read her medical records, it was in there. But as far as what we were being told, they had discounted it. But had I found your book, when I was sitting there in that hospital room and read it, read some of it even, and seeing that what Hannah was experiencing is so very similar to what Izzy was experiencing in terms of those first symptoms. Uh, taking a drug, having a delayed reaction approximately two weeks after taking the drug, an antibiotic, mm -hmm. Hannah's minocycline, Izzy's antibiotic back trim, but of course Izzy was on minocycline too right mm -hmm. before that. So having the fever and then the rash the edema, particularly facial edema, elevated liver enzymes, right there, lymphadenopathy, right, the, the, right there, those things. Would um, have been you enough. should suspect dress until proven otherwise. And Hannah was going through a lot of that. And I really just think if I had found your book, that I would have known enough to ask the questions. And you would have taken that information, mm -hmm. got a hold of me, and I would have been able to give you the guidelines for it. We would have been able to make it real for them enough to at least have a chance. Yeah, but but even now we receive you know notes from people saying my doctor doesn't believe this or I mm -hmm. do this. My doctor's never heard of this. No. So let's go back over a little bit, even in a summation. Like take everybody back because we just how we came about. Mm -hmm. So so when Hannah got dressed, there was no information, right? Mm -hmm. We found Doctor DeCamps mm -hmm. halfway in. Mm -hmm. It was missed along the way. They were treating the rash, and, they, and we had infectious disease. We had dermatology. We had all the variety of doctors, but it was getting missed. And they were just doing the differential between the mono and then even Steven Johnson the other way mm -hmm. to decide. And it got missed because the prednisone covered up her organ failure, mm -hmm. and when they lowered the dose... Her organs failed. It's always important to remind people that the dosing on prednisone has to be really small increments. It's different than other things. So yeah. when they're lowering a, a dose, a it really has to be wean. these tiny doses and very small yeah. increments over long periods of time. And we remind people that already have dress that are listening that it's just not the quick one. This is more like the marathon. I hate that metaphor, but it's more like the marathon, not mm -hmm. a quick race, that we need to take our time. We need to make sure we're getting it and doing this in the right dosing. Well, there but, are a lot of parallels yes. and mm -hmm. between our lives now, our, what happened with both of us. My daughter was 15 when she got dressed. She was 16. She'd been six, just turned 16 less than a month before she died. Right. 
Hannah was 16 when she got dressed. She turned 17. How long? Two weeks two after weeks. she died. Yep, two weeks before she died, I mean, she turned 17. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both of our daughters were taking an antibiotic for um, for acne. Mm-hmm. Both of our daughters died from heart failure. Yes. So, um, yes, dress is not super common. Mm-hmm. Most people who take a drug won't get it. Heart failure from dress might not be the most common cause of death. Actually, it's liver failure that's the most common Correct. cause of death. But certain drugs, as you always say, and we know certain drugs get the heart, and yes. antibiotics tend to be the drugs that get the heart. Yes. Both of our daughters died from heart failure. Both of them had been weaned down on their prednisone that was seemingly keeping them better. Both of them had been weaned down to 10 milligrams on prednisone when they had heart failure. Mm -hmm. And we know another case that is very similar, weaned down to about the same amount. So that weaning of the the steroids is super important in the management of dress syndrome, and we have to be watching the heart. We were not watching Izzy's heart at all. There was they weren't even no, no serious monitoring of, of her heart. It's the looking underneath the skin. Yeah. You know, the rash is, I found it called the deadly rash somewhere. And I, rem- I said, now you got it. This is not a rash. This is not a little welt. This is not some bumps. This is a deadly rash that goes from your torso all the way down to your feet to the bottom of your feet. And it's specific in the way that it presents, Right. It starts on your torso. It's usually, and everybody's different. Some people don't even have the, the rash. But right, it starts on the torso, and it moves down, and it's progressive. And I think the most important thing about dress is to, for the doctors to know and everyone to know is that it is a progressive condition. It is not something that happens all in three days. When they sent my daughter home from the hospital, because after a day and a half, she seemed to be getting better, and then she got home and basically got so bad she was in liver failure and almost died at home. It's like, no, because it's progressive. The, the, the worst parts of dress can come later in the disease. And if you have a dress-inducing drug that gets the heart, yeah. it's so quick. So How quick. fast can I scare the living hell out of you? Yeah. Because if you call me from the ER and you have a dress drug that induces dress in a way that attacks the heart, if you if you mention minocycline to me, if you mention Bactrim to me, I'm going to elevate so fast and it's going to be on. I'm going to scare the living shit out of you and I have to. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, you might miss the heart because it's literally seconds between lowering that prednisone, not knowing that the organs are failed, treating the rash, treating the skin and finding out you're in organ failure so well just Hannah, like was, <laughs> Hannah was in a yoga class mm-hmm. before her heart failure yes Izzy woke up uh, the morning that she died and wanted a cinnamon bagel I mean and went to school the day before yes she was feeling bad yes she was I mean there are some tell signs but, but it's didn't, not like you're in they were dying they didn't think they were gonna die they're like I don't feel that good mom they're kids they're strong yeah. healthy kids she's in there eating a bagel and she dies right I'm sorry. This is what we're trying to con- convey to people. There's nothing grand in it for us. Or it'll never really feel good, and that's okay. But what we can share with you is it can be that fast if it's a drug that gets the heart. And even if it doesn't, you're looking, you can look at liver transplant. We had another liver transplant case. And then you're on more drugs and more drugs. I mean, the, in the ways in which this mm-hmm. continues, it's hellacious. We have a, a dress family member. Her heart was failing. Her mother called me from the ER. I was able to get her all of the guidelines while the heart was failing. And she survived. And she has a pacemaker. She's 21 years old. Mm-hmm. She just She just made it back to college. But she was on so many, you know, the all the drugs that keep you from it failing, all the anti, uh, 
there's there was there's, yeah all the heart failure drugs on and on but she made it and she lived we didn't entirely get to save the heart because she has a pacemaker but she lived. Yeah, and, but, th- but there yes. is hope. I mean, there not is to, hope. Like, yes. So, so what, yes. what is the hope? Like if you're scared to death, you're going to have mm-hmm. heart failure because you've taken a drug that can get the heart and mm-hmm. that causes stress that can get the heart. Um, and there are studies. And I think mm-hmm. we should actually talk to some of the doctors about this specifically and have them address it in one of the podcasts. But there are studies where they have caught the, the heart early enough to where it hasn't caused all the damage that is irreversible. And from what I understand, raising the steroid quickly is one way to help repair that damage. But we know the gold standard to be able to look at the heart and dress, it's tricky. It's not just an EKG. I mean, it's or an x-ray. Right? Or an x-ray. Because they do an it's x-ray. Specific. And they do these kind of things. It is. That's huge, Tosh. Talk about that. The, yeah, the so, tests that need to be done. That's, so, it's, so many things to follow mm-hmm. the heart. There's the EKG, of course, and there's the echocardiogram, mm-hmm. checking your troponin levels. The heart won't always show up just on the troponin levels or the EKG. And be in the past, they would need the biopsy of the actual heart. So, so it's really either after the fact, getting a chance to get a sample of it. Yeah. You couldn't really know unless you could get that a good chunk of this. Of, and even then, you can miss part of it if you're, right. if you, you, you get the wrong. take that biopsy and it's mm-hmm. not the right spot. But that is the gold standard is to do the echocardiogram. E- and if there seems to be a problem, then yes, do the myocardial biopsy, right? And that gives us information. Mm-hmm. And we're asking for that now. If there's any idea at all that this is dress, uh-huh. we're asking for all of these tests to be done now, for it to be an absolute no-brainer for them yes. to go into protocol. all the protocol now, just at the idea of it, because it can be deadly for some people. If I, if I were setting the protocol for it, not being a doctor, I would have every dress patient, particularly those that are um, taking, have taken a drug that is known to get the heart, and monitor them regardless of whether or not they're showing symptoms. Because we know our daughters didn't show symptoms until it was too late. So you can't wait. Monitor them regularly on a regular basis for um, quite a long time after the initial experience with dress. So you can stay keep, on it. Stay on the heart. And if we can get the awareness in the medical in emergency rooms, get the awareness, get everything aligned so that they're gonna take that extra measure in these dress cases. They absolutely have to. Yeah, for sure. Um, they absolutely have to. So we have a website. Yes. It's www.dresssyndrome.org. And Nancy and I put this website together to um, hopefully be a clearinghouse for information on dress syndrome. There's a section on there where we have um, a lot of research, important research on and dress. some case studies some and case real studies. people to There's introduce pictures. you to that have walked this walk, that have yeah. lived this, or and yeah. that are sharing their stories. Everybody's volunteering at record paces to send in their case studies, to be interviewed. We really could go on and on. Uh, it, it means everything for them to to not be sick in vain. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. I didn't want Hannah just to die for nothing, uh, that we could do something from this. And they want this, too, for themselves, for their family members, but also just even understand. They want to be heard. Mm-hmm. They want to be heard. And, they, and they're ready because we... We've begun eight years ago, and now we have quite an interactive family. Mm-hmm. The, we have a survey that we have we've a survey created. We've created. Um, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, That's, so stress is unusual. I will not use the word rare. <laughs> it is unusual mm-hmm. to get dressed. Um, as Nancy said, it does happen. There just isn't a whole lot of support out there other than 
what Nancy has started in, and now our website for the patients. But we like to collect every single case that we can. We want to collect information um, so that we have a better record of who is actually getting dressed. Where are they? What drug did they take? Were they in the hospital? Did they get have an HHV6 viral reactivation? Yes. This is all super important. And because, you know, these people are kind of hard to find, um, when, when we have them, we, we would love for them to go to the website or go to the Facebook page and the survey is on there and they can take and it and help us gather this it. information. If they've had any kind of adverse reaction or even allergic reaction to a dress-inducing drug or have a dress diagnosis, entering into the survey is helpful in the differentials of all these things. But so far, mo- almost all of our signups have been dress-diagnosed yeah, cases. Yeah, most of them have been yeah, diagnosed Maybe in the a hospital. Few, but it is important to find out mm-hmm. where they are, what they're needing, uh, what they're, what help they need, uh, but one thing that happened with the Facebook page is, is everybody was interacting, but you lose information that happened, you know, so far ago, and uh, so having the website allows it to all be accessible in one place. Mm-hmm. But people feel much more comfortable actually going to the community page because they've been doing it so long. So we're figuring all and they that. They want to talk to people. And they want to talk to people. Different. That's interactive. Yes. Yeah. But they all have the same questions right away. Yeah. When will this be over? Yeah. Will I be okay? When will my hair grow back? Will this be done? Can I take another medicine? Will any other medicine affect me? It's unreal. The tizzy that it can put you into physically and mentally and emotionally. Yeah, and to have no other people out there that yes. are experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Something else I wanted to mention about the the website is that, um, I mean, the, one of the goals is to connect these patients with DRESS to medical research, to genetic research. And we'll talk to Dr. Elizabeth Phillips to get more in depth on that. But we, you know, we do know that there is a, a predis- genetic predisposition for some drugs and some certain people. people. We, mm-hmm. Some of us carry genes that predispose us to react to certain drugs. There are, is research being done that is identifying these genes and drug interactions, um, and that is what is going to save lives. That's the hope. And if, if the more people we have registering on the survey, we can hopefully connect them with the researchers, do genetic research on them and the drug they took, and hone in more on what it is that's causing this in the first place. This is such dense information, the medical terms and this condition itself. And I mean, who's going to get it? Who's going to be interested in it? Who cares? Um, we know the dress patients care. We know the dress family cares. And they, they care very much. We want the doctors to care. We want the physicians and the researchers to understand better, not those who are already working on it, those who don't really know what it is. And there are so many that know other mm-hmm. conditions like Stevens-Johnson syndrome. But dress is just not as popular. Mm-hmm. And and we're trying to make it more popular. We're trying to get it into the mainstream vernacular of like the wish would be that every physician's office you walked into, every nurse would understand yes. at least on a pretty general level what dress syndrome is. Yeah, and depending on the drug, you know, with minocycline, pretty much anybody can give it out in, in America where you have to be. And you know, an expert, you have to be to to give it out in Europe. It, it's much harder protocol here. You can have a nurse practitioner. You can have a doctor. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a dermatologist. Right. So different drugs are getting passed out from different easily. professions. Yeah. The feeling to have people who are so bright and who really care and, and are really trying to, and mm-hmm. we're all coming together. Not just people who are suffering, but the people who are really trying to 
to make a difference here. And, well, right. And, and, they, and they're going to do it. When you have a condition like dress where um, you have only, you know, certain researchers and physicians around the world that are really concentrating on it, um, you need to bring them together. How do you actually move the ball forward with the condition mm-hmm. when you have all these different minds all over the place that aren't, that aren't working together? So bring them together. Bring them together with patient advocacy groups. Bring them together with the patients. Um, it just is a, kind of a no-brainer that if we if we can make that happen, that we, we can move faster. I mean, to my brain, it feels crazy to even say that these things are happening or that they already happen, that there's already four drugs that have been identified, the gene, that it, that it's real. Yeah. Like, it seems impossible to me that this is even real, what I'm experiencing. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing from, from this disposition, but... It is, it's, it's going to come together, and, it, and you will see it in your life. I run into somebody at least every week that had some kind of drug problem reaction, some kind of something happened from some drug they took. They either felt crappy or it didn't work or they felt hazy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's ways in which all of these medications are affecting us, and there's positive ways they do too. But it's, if it's not dressed, just the awareness that we need to wake up, like this mm-hmm. is no joke anymore so we can be nice about it but we're sitting here two mothers that have no daughters from a drug and if anything I I feel very hopeful listening to what I'm hearing and I want everyone to be hopeful I just also want them in the meantime to tread cautiously and it's pretty daunting that we're sitting here as two mothers who have lost, you know, we're, right. we're part of that 10 to, 10 to 20% right. of that did not survive dress. We yeah. look back on it now, hindsight, yeah, yeah. but I know exactly what it would have taken to save Izzy's life now. And, and I know it could have been done, yeah. what we know now. Yes. I, know, I know it could be different. I want people to consider, to consider the drugs they're taking. We have a list of drugs on the website, more being added. If it's a drug that can be tested, like vancomycin, there is a test that you can take to see if you carry a, a gene that would predispose you to adversely react to vanco. Know that. Ask for that test. The, I mean, if we had commercials that say, hey, have you asked for that test yet? Yeah. Hey, have you asked your doctor about what to worry about? Hey, have yeah. you asked your doctor if this could kill you? Hey, <laughs> have you asked, you know, is it possible if I'm the one? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know anything about this? Hey, did you spend more than 10 minutes researching this? Or, hey, yeah. are there perks attached to this too? These are things I, I say it, it's not in a sarcastic way, but it's the way of our world. We're going to create a network of doctors that are um, willing to to talk to dress patients or take on dress patients, because that's the biggest question. Who do I see? Where are they? Does anybody know a good doctor in Indiana? Does anybody know a good doctor? You and know, what's in the Poughkeepsie? best one? Should I see dermatology? <laughs> Should I go to immunology? What about infectious disease? Just that. Yeah, what, just the name of that doctor scares people. Why am I taking my child to infectious disease? What's that? Why would that pertain to this? Mm-hmm. Why would I be sent here? What's this? And if we just know to ask the right questions, mm-hmm. we're going to do this, me and you, and we're, we're really glad that we have each other, and I'm really grateful for the rest of the Dress family. And we always say to each other, we don't know each other, but we really do feel like family. Tasha Tolliver founded the Dress Syndrome Foundation, where Nancy Sakachi is now vice president, and the two run the DressSyndromeFoundation.org website, where they collect and disseminate all the reputable information they can find. And they also collect patient stories. If you have one, they invite you to visit the site where you can submit your story and also register your case of Dress Syndrome. It could be a significant help to researchers. 
Thank you for listening to this edition of Addressing Dress, the Dress Syndrome Audio Project. For more information, email us at info at dresssyndromefoundation.org. And please share this information. It could save a life.